What's up and welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. The four-year anniversary of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and the Nintendo Switch. Four years! Four score, Tim. Mm-hmm, four score as well. That voice that you just heard, of course, is the Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globe-trotting, motherfucking head-shotting. Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. The funniest thing about that being the four-year anniversary is I saw a tweet, I believe, oh, someone in our community, someone we're friends with, posted, hey, happy anniversary to Horizon Zero Dawn a few weeks ago or a week ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I was going to retweet that and say, you know, comment down below if you started Horizon Zero Dawn and then immediately put it down a week later. For Breath of the Wild. Because I feel like I oh, certainly yeah. did that. So and I many, didn't go back so to Horizon Zero Dawn until yeah. later on that year. Or maybe it was like a year and a half. I don't even know when it was. Um, uh, I was about to say, Andy. If you never went back, you totally should now. With oh, PC. I did. It was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn was great. But, yeah. I, re- I mean, just being at Rooster Teeth in the break room, wasting so much time talking with all of our friends about... Did you find this in Breath of the Wild? I remember exploring this giant area and never climbing a tower, so I never unlocked what the map looked like. I had played for already, <laughs> I don't know, eight, ten hours, and they're like, "Wait, why does your map look like that?" I was like, "I don't know why. What do you mean?" They're like, well, you're supposed <laughs> it, you climb the towers, and it un- I was like, "Oh my god!" They're like, "You've been running around like just blind this whole time." It's like. <laughs> It's a gamer, man. That's what I do, dude. <laughs> it's just gamer instincts, I don't need, dude. I don't need hints, man, you know? Oh, man. And those are the type of gamer instincts that we need here on Kind of Funny Games Daily, our show that happens each and every weekday right here on twitch.tv slash Games, where we run you through all of the video game news that you need to know. You can watch live on Twitch, or you can watch later on youtube.com slash Games or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to it on podcast services. Just search for Kind of Funny Games Daily on the podcast service of your choice and we'll be right there for you some housekeeping for you the new games cast is up also featuring andy cortez and greg miller me and imran khan returning to talk about game anniversaries and how we think they're properly being handled improperly being handled and you know what we kind of want to see from them in the future uh do we have realistic demands absolutely not uh but what's the fun in realism right andy tim imran's back by the way I don't know if you know, I took it upon myself. Uh-huh. I got the kind of funny credit card, and I said, you name the price, Imran. All right, name a price. We'll take you back from FanBite. I offered him 400000 a year. I thought it was Holy a pretty shit. good deal. Worth it was a good it. discount. Worth every penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imran, Imran Khan, worth at least five hundred k so mm-hmm. 400 Oof. You love to see it. Uh, also, speaking of things that you love to see, we are continuing the FCF Wild Aces draft today. Uh, the final regular season squad for the Wild Aces will be drafted at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, and with all the shenanigans that we're doing, they wouldn't be possible without our beautiful patrons. Thank you very much to our Patreon producers, Mick, the nanobiologist, Abrahamson. I don't know how to say that. Abrahamson, yeah, that's probably right. Blackjack and Trent Barry. We appreciate all of you so very, very much. If you want to be a Patreon supporter, you can get this show ad-free and get the exclusive host show. So many different perks that we offer. Today, we're brought to you by Honey, Logitech, and DoorDash, but we'll tell you about that later. Tim, uh, who, before... was the, who was the teen mom that kind of did porn for a while? Teen mom. Oh, I feel like we know this. I from, mean, like the teen mom show, right? 
The teen mom shot. Mo- like 16 uh, and pregnant. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar. Oh, damn. Okay. I figured that would be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I figured you. Yeah, I was, Abrahamson yeah, I mean, yeah. just Farrah, sounds right. Abrahamson, Abrahamson makes right. me think that. Oh, Farrah Abraham. There we go. There we go. Farrah, yeah. There we go. Couldn't think Farrah, of the name. Everyone's saying It's Farrah. the nanobiologist. Yeah, he the nanobiologist. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to all the what is whatever will be stuff, uh, Andy, there's some really cool shit going on. And it wouldn't be a show of Tim and Andy if we took everything yeah. all serious. So we got to start this off with a little bit of fun. Our boy Carter Harrell, the legend, the audio legend. Greg Miller needs to give him a nickname that, that's better than what I can come up with. But uh, if you're not familiar with Carter Harrell, he is the the dude, the magician, the musical magician. Actually, I like that. Let's stick with that one. Uh, that comes up with all of the kind of funny jingle remixes for in review and, and so on and so forth. He is so damn good. Um, so talented that uh, he was inspired by hearing the GameCube intro theme and turned it into a certified banger. Kev, if we could check that out. Yeah, give me two seconds, though. There's just okay, I want to make sure the audio Take is all the seconds in the right way. Yeah. Audio, browser. This is one of those things where there it is. this is proof positive that if you are talented and you make cool shit on the internet, it will go viral. And I don't know how <laughs> viral it will go, but if it's dope, well, you know, I'm going to do my best to make sure it goes viral, Tim, is, you know? Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'll, so call Carter Jack, I'll call Jack on Twitter, you know? Did this. This is, has currently 3.8 thousand retweets, 13,000 likes, and it's well-deserved. Let's check it out, Kev. All right, now pause this. Yeah. Five beats to study too. So that came out uh, February nineteenth. Today he just released a new one, uh, and knowing our audience, I think this is gonna be right up their alley. Like, have you seen all the Alex uh, Mulaka? I think his last name is. The bassist, the, the oh, composer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love those Lord. videos. Everything he does is fucking magic. But anyways, Carter's fantastic. Uh, but before it, you it's one news, of those, there's still one more thing uh, I want to show. I was going to say, it's that, one maybe. of those things, Tim, where I don't follow him on Twitter. And I feel, and I, that's obviously a crime. I should be. But I feel like I do because every video he posts is always on my timeline anyway. So it's just kind yeah. of like, oh, here's another tweet from, from this guy. And it's always like. That sick ass uh, Bloodborne one he did. He's done one from what Final Fantasy. He's done. He's just done a whole lot of cool oh, shit. He's, I mean, I mean he's kind of went from oh, here's a cool thing to like every day Composed there's it. something new coming out. It's fucking fantastic. I think the first one I saw was his version of the Sonic um, Green Hill Zone. I think that's we watched, the first. We watched that on a 
on uh, Internet Explorers. Yeah, I think that's the first one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, he's so damn good. Anyways, very cool stuff. But the last dumb video I want to watch, not that those are dumb, but this one's definitely dumb, uh, is this one, Andy. And I don't know if they, if you've seen this. Not video game related, uh, <laughs> but Ludacris himself has gotten his pilot license and he knows how to fly a plane. This is real. This can only benefit our futures as a society. Um, anyways. I do love know. that he looks back at the camera as if he doesn't know he's being recorded. Like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Just you fly like this the shit fucking plane now. This is cool, huh? <laughs> So now let us move on to what is now and forever the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five point something stories today. So here's the deal. Uh, there's a lot of PSVR stuff happening right now, Andy. Perfect. Uh, this comes from the PlayStation blog. The PSVR Spotlight returns. PSVR Spotlight, which focuses on upcoming games for PSVR, returns today. Unlike last time, we won't be making you wait too long to find out what the reveals are. All the announcements will be dropping throughout the day, every half hour, in fact, right here on the PlayStation blog, with the first happening imminently in 15 minutes at 7 a.m. Pacific, which was a couple hours ago. Um, so not long to wait. There'll be six announcements in total and all new reveals of PSVR games launching later this year. Uh, they're saying we were delighted by the enthusiasm we saw from the community around last week's announcement of the next-gen VR system for PS5. We'll have more to share in the future, but in the meantime, stay tuned right here to learn more about some of the amazing PSVR games launching in 2021. Uh, so Matt Perslow over at IGN has a live recap that he's doing uh, talking about everything that's being announced because this is still not over. It is still happening as we're going right now. So stay tuned to the PlayStation Twitter for all the updates here. So coming from Matt Personal, the first game was Doom 3 VR Edition. Releasing March 29th, Doom 3 VR Edition is exactly what it sounds like. It's the survival horror-ish Doom game from 2004, including the expansion packs, given a VR makeover. That means peeking around corners, angling shots with flashlight-mounted weapons. Kevin, if we could see some video, that'd be cool. Uh, and using a 180-degree quick-turn system to take on any hell demons who've got the drop on you from behind. UI HUD elements have been placed on a new wrist-mounted display for immersion. That's pretty cool. That's a I, smart way to handle that. Are, are, I mean, are we worried about just the overall performance of... I think it's smart that they're going for an older an older game, but I feel like whenever Bethesda has come out with their VR games, they're usually kind of like, ah, this was not what we wanted it to be. And I've, I've it, never tried them. Yeah, so from what I heard, it's like that that was true when they first came out, but then over time they kind of like got patched into being in a good place. So hopefully they've learned and like understand like whatever the VR team over there like knows, you know, to how to get the the product out there in a in a better fashion, like at launch. And especially, yeah, with something as old as Doom 3 from like that was on the original Xbox, you know? Tim, when was the last time you put on a VR headset? It was probably like I want to say like three months ago when the Lincoln Park stuff dropped in Beat Saber. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Oh, no, no, but PSVR. Oh, PSVR. I don't know. It was at the studio for sure. Yeah, for sure. Same. I think mine was everybody's golf VR where I fell in love with the woman and so I haven't seen her. Haven't seen her in a while, Tim. Yeah. Wow. I hope she's well out there. Yeah, she's, she's the caddy. She's my caddy. Yeah. 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 Kev, yeah. Uh, when's the last time you used your PSVR? Well, it's been a little while. I have the adapter, 
So like I any minute now there we I'll go. play the Iron Man <laughs> VR. You know what I mean, guys? Any minute uh-huh. I'll play that Iron Man VR game. You got that going for you, Kev. You know? Yeah, I so I'm right. It was there. one of those things, Kev, where when there was some game coming out that Greg was like, here you go. Oh, Dreams. When mm. Dreams was sort of releasing, Greg was like, Would you be interested in trying out Dreams? Um, I know that you come from a 3D sculpting background with with your 3D art and video game art. Do you want to try it out? I was like, oh, sure. And I was missing one of the peripherals because, of course, there's like 17 things you need. And one of the things was missing, um, and I just never got back to it. And I was really, really hoping. Also, my setup, not super conducive to streaming or yeah. to VR placement yeah, where yeah. the placement of my room, and I just didn't really have a whole lot of space for it, unfortunately. But I really wanted to get in there and do that sort of tilt, br- tilt brush kind of action yeah, with that'd be PSVR. Cool. I never got back I'm, to it. I'm very close to being able to set my garage up to have my VR sled like permanently set up and the VR like camera moving it in a way that like I could play other VR titles and have a decent amount of space around me. So once that gets going, you know, I mean, it's not too late to jump in dreams. Kevin, here's what I see in your future, Kevin. Here's what I see in your future. I see you figuring out VR programming and us setting up something very similar to the void where you have a room space VR where the walls are detectable, the cameras are set up in the garage, and they know when you're, they know that that little two by two block that you set up is a piece of a 3D asset in the world, and you can sit on that little bench. That's what I see in your future, Kevin. Honestly, like, here's the thing, here's the thing, like, that excited me to no end. And, like, the idea of, uh, like, us having (laughs) a TV up where we can be like, all right, all right, now go up and blow on inside. Yeah, make it feel more real, you know. Give that full uh, yeah. experience. Because Kevin, I want the void type thing. I want yeah. an explosion no, yeah, and right? a heat blast. Like a, yeah. Kevin has the, there with, the Kevin has those Elon Musk flamethrowers. Get close! Get close! That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh man, the next game after Doom Three VR was Song in the Smoke. Kev, if you could play the announcement trailer for this. That's Let's a cool check, title. Check it out. It is. Song of the Smoke. I haven't seen the, the trailer for this yet, but just the thumbnail here looks dope. If your song if your title sounds like a, a Deer Hunter album, it just sounds great. So Song of the Smoke from 17-bit comes Song in the Smoke, a VR survival game coming later this year. The game appears fairly traditional by survival standards, but it's the VR elements that look to enhance those mechanics. You'll need to use your actual hands to take meat from a killed animal, bring food to your mouth, manually use tools to create tonics, and bring a knife to a piece of wood to carve it. The game has an early human look to it, with bows, clubs, and basic campfires, but there also seems to be a supernatural element too. This should make venturing out at night when the game's most valuable rewards will be made available. All the more scary. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not trying to fight a hyena. That was a Wendigo, right? That was a Wendigo. That's the thing, man. Like, what is it about deers that are just so fucking good at being creepy looking when they're like standing up? They have the horse stare, but it's not as funny because they're smaller. That might be it. Yeah. That's a really good point, Kevin. <laughs> I think there's just something dark but be- behind their eyes, Tim. I don't know. I, I don't. I see what you're saying, though. There is something, some sort of mystical quality to them, except for when you live in San Marcos, Texas, which is the city kind of below Austin. City of dreams. It's it's a very it's a college town. You only go to San Marcos to go to college or die. 
Like, there's a lot of old people and just college kids getting drunk every weekend. Mm -hmm. But there are deer everywhere, Tim. Like, you wake up in the morning and there's just four deer just kind of in your front lawn and then the neighbor has 12 out there and they just sort of roam wherever wherever they may so they're less mystical there they're more just kind of you know but i'm talking about when they stand up on their hind legs you know what i mean oh got it got it they look more are they not scary than other they're not just always standing up wait like bambi's dad but like no on the back legs yeah doesn't isn't that how bambi's dad stood up that one time like when you I see mean, that shot and it's like, oh shit, that's Bambi's dad, and he goes up and he's like showing off like an asshole, and then he fucking. I'm leaves. more worried about. I'm what more worried dick. about what is their constant position, Kevin? Are they not always standing up? They're always standing up. I'm saying standing up on their hind legs. Yeah, like Got prairie it. dogs, like prairie dogs. Exactly. When a deer so prairie dog, it's Jones. freaky. <laughs> Our next <laughs> game is called Fract. Kevin, if you could, uh, yeah, play this t- teaser trailer as well. And uh, they're saying that the audio is pretty loud for the videos. If you can turn that down a bit. You know what? I mean, there are a lot of complainers is all I'm saying. Like, it didn't seem very loud on the numbers. A first-person shooter set inside a mountain fracking facility that's been taken over by interdimensional maniacs. It's designed to be an over-the-top action game with skiing, shooting, climbing, base jumping, and zip lining, while also having a satirical story campaign to progress through. Developer In Dreams describes it as close to if Paul Ver... Verhoeven made a VR game, which sounds pretty rad. While created for PS4, it will also feature PS5 enhancements with improved frame rates, loading times, and resolution. It launches this summer exclusively on PSVR. Oh, Paul Verhoeven uh, directed Starship Troopers, Basic Instinct, Total Recall, and RoboCop. I was about to say, like, of course, my favorite man, my favorite guy named Paul, but I didn't know who he was. I had to Google him. This looks cool, man. This is the type of game that I think VR works best for. Seems like Where's something's yeah, wrong. Like, They're complaining again. And like the audio was not loud that time. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, the th- oh, no, they're saying DMCA because of the song. Because of the letters. No, yeah, but like some other kids were like saying it sounded like Tim was talking to Wind Tunnel. Was that still. Well, yeah, I muted I it, it afterwards fun. to make I think sure. They're just joking. God damn it. That game looked kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, those kids. I think what. I think, Tim, what really works for VR is not going for the realism aspect. I think just put you in a world and use minimal assets, minimal uh, textures. You don't need anything too wild. Anything that's going to cause the frame rate to dip and make your make you want to vomit. Yeah. Uh, next up, I Expect You to Die too. The Spy and the Liar. A sequel to VR's popular espionage puzzle game, I Expect You to Die too, is a Bond slash Mission, Im- Mission Impossible Ripping adventure. Now that you've recovered from your last mission, it's time to get back into the field. Oh, Kevin would love this. I'm so upset I didn't play the first one more. I guess it's a disappointment. I didn't know that was a part one. Until yeah, Tim Nick did a let's two. play of it over on, uh, I think it was the PSVR show on Kind of Funny Games oh, YouTube really? channel. Must have missed that. Yeah. They they have a non VR mode that we did a party mode on, right? Or that's mm-hmm. or no, my thing. That's a uh, keep talking and nobody dies. Got it. From one imposter to another. Yeah, you're right. All right, very cool stuff. Straight up, 60s style James Bond insanity. So that's coming 2021 to PSVR. 
Next up, we have Zenith from Ramen VR. Zenith is a JRPG and anime-influenced MMO built for virtual reality. It has a colorful open world in which players can climb any surface and features fantasy real-time combat with swords, bows, and magic. World bosses, public events, and dungeons will all be available for multiplayer parties as well as a guild system. The game features traditional classes. They're not restrictive, though. Mages can tank and TPS roles can heal, meaning you can work as a team or solo no matter what class you choose. No video there, unfortunately, but it's games like that, Tim, where I, I don't know. I think VR needs to be these bite-sized experiences that don't require you to try to level up and tell your friend to play a tank and you be the mage. And you're like uh, games that require anything more than just pop in and pop out on VR. I just don't know if they have lasting power. Yeah, it's it's weird where and and maybe like correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I feel like VR hasn't had their big blowout game moment for that type of thing where it is this big MMO that people live in. Yeah. And I feel like that was the initial promise of VR, but then in actuality, I think you're right, where it is the smaller experiences that can be a little bit more tuned to a gameplay perspective for VR as opposed to taking something established and putting it into VR. Like I know VR chat is very popular, but I don't know if anybody is getting out of work or getting out of school and saying, all right, time to pop into Zenith or whatever, because I need to do do my dailies. dailies. I need to do my dailies. I need to, you know, there's a public dungeon. We have a raid coming this Saturday where, you know, World of Warcraft still had it sort of has that legacy 15, 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, about 15 years ago. Uh, VR chat is a it's a big chat room when you're in VR, Kevin. You you just you have an a, you have an avatar for yourself. You can be Peter Griffin if you'd like, or you could be a little anime girl, or you could be like Rubber I Ninja like Ross uh, of Game Grumps, and he had an artist commission him his own avatar. Somebody he always draws himself a certain way, and he had an artist make a 3D model of that drawing so that's him in game and what and what he's planning on doing is having his community do meetups with him in vr chat and they are making kind of a vr chat hangout space for him and his community where there's a pool and a functional pool table there's all this cool shit in this little area where people can just go meet ross in vr and you talk to him and it's all you know proximity based audio and shit it's really cool looking it's really neat that's pretty cool yeah. It's like it's people like play Among Us in VR pizzas, too. Kevin. It looks like. <laughs> so this next one here is called After the Fall. After the Fall is a new FPS co-op VR game from Arizona Sunshine Creators Vertigo Games. Set in alternate 1980s LA, players must shoot their way through a frozen chaotic wasteland full of undead creatures called Snowbreed. These frozen undead are described as not unlike a pack of wolves. And you better believe there are different enemy types, including towering brutes that can instantly flatten you. This After is VR. The Cold War ended. We thought things could only get better. Then hell was over. They're calling this the new ice age. Been 20 years. The 80s seemed to lurch from high to high. We injected every designer drug known to man on a trip to be the best possible you. Playing tag with the hand of God. We scavenge what was once our home to get by. Take our chances with what was once human. All for the sake of our survival. The world was ours once. All right, we get it. 
I want to see so these wolves. I want to see these damn oh, wolves. Geez, Sorry. Do we see them wolves? Do we see the damn wolves? Oh, bigger monsters too. Andy, this looks like that one game with the daddies and the little sisters. Bioshock? Yeah, that's it. Death? That's it. Oh. Is that not what they're called, right? I nailed that, right? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Bioshock isn't in a freezing area. Uh, <laughs> isn't it what? It's all kind of underwater and shit. Yeah, yeah, all right. Like, but like the same idea. Humans evolved too far. The world's kind of like in a bad situation yeah, around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I, yeah. Anyway, I thought you were yeah, just talking. I thought you were talking about Left 4 Dead or a type of game where there are different. Like, there's a big enemy tank class, and you get too close, it explodes. You know, that's, that's sort of typical enemy. Um, the way people make enemies in video games. I don't know. Uh, after the fall, I mean. We played Arizona Sunshine for an episode of some Let's Play, and um, that whole time it was mostly me just, me and Greg just trying to joke through it and <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of like, all right, how can we make this infinitely more interesting than it can be? Because it's, it's just shooting zombies. Zombies slowly walk towards you, and you just kind of got to click heads. That's all you got to do. Got the man. When's the, the next update? When, when's the next one? So really that, that's my thing. I'm trying to... Ref uh, refresh now because um, I'd imagine it was about to be it should be now 1030 but maybe not um, so I'm just going to move on to the next story that is tangentially related Sony's controller tech is literally bananas uh, this comes from the patent trawling section of gamesindustry.biz by Brendan Sinclair. For those that don't know, the patent trawling segment is games industry patents are an interesting mix of futuristic ideas, practical applications, and utter nonsense. They can tip a company's hand as to what it's planning next, give an idea of what they're thinking about certain parts of their business, or let us revisit old successes and see how they were originally envisioned. Patent trawling is intended to be a mix of all the above. Not everything featured here has seen a commercial release or ever will, but it will hopefully offer some insight into why the industry is the way it is and where it might be headed. So that's pretty cool. Um, today they looked into what might be a new PSVR controller. PS5 Maker produces an unusual <laughs> new interface and offers a look at what might be the new PSVR 2 controller. Uh, game controllers have too much technology in them these days. Wireless connections, analog sticks, D-pads, shoulder buttons, face buttons, touchpads, microphones, blah, 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 blah. Not in the enough end, potassium though, Tim. <laughs> Exactly, dude. How do you, we shrunk ourselves? Modern <laughs> peripherals are often complicated, expensive, and a hassle to keep charged. Sony apparently wants to do something about that, according to a recently published patent application. Quote, it would be desirable if a user could use an inexpensive, simple, and non-electronic device as a video game peripheral, the application reads. The present... The present disclosure seeks to address or at least alleviate some of the above identified problems. As you might have guessed from the headline, Sony's answer to the problem is bananas. Well, not just bananas. What the application describes is a method that works with any non-luminous passive object being held by a user. It could be a mug, a pen, a glass, or as in the inventor's preferred examples, bananas and oranges. Tim, I'm just imagining the person who has to draw these pens like, uh, you want me to draw one? <laughs> He's just holding the fucking banana, man. <laughs> God, I love this so much. Uh, a camera gets images of the items in users' hands and tracks the items based on pixels, contours, and or colors in the images rather than QR codes or other such tracking techniques. 
A game could either be trained to recognize objects <laughs> as controllers or pre-configured such that users are told ahead of time what could be used as a controller. The application doesn't mention it specifically, but this latter application sounds like a more cost-effective way to approximate toys-to-life functionality in games. There's also a nice section on a two-object controller, which instantly translates to us as... Kev, scroll down just a little bit more to that bottom image there. <laughs> yes. No, 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 go up one more. Yes. You can dual wield bananas. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> of course, sometimes motion controls aren't going to get the job done, and that's when this patent application proposes mapping virtual buttons onto the banana, possibly with the help of a camera mounted in a virtual reality headset. So yeah, shit's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> the best tweet that I've seen about this uh, today was talking about how we haven't had an ape escape in a long time, and this would be a, a fantastic uh, game to, to launch with. It's a perfect fit. I, I do want to point out that patent trawling just really reminds me of transferring or something that Kojima would have come up in some sort of gimmicky way. Yeah. Patent <sighs> trawling. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the way it rolls off the tongue. Anyway, will this ever happen? I'm sure that people want it to. This sounds a little crazy, but at the same time, I can't believe where we're at with phone technology or anything. So, hey, maybe one day we'll be playing on a banana. I don't think personally... That'll be my weapon of choice, but, you know. I mean, maybe they just, I mean, why can't they just track, you know, buy some gloves, buy some medical gloves. That's a way to track your hands. But I mean, I don't want to hold a banana. This right here, Andy. <laughs> I don't like, want to hold a banana. <laughs> like, just track the Andy fingers. Cortez doesn't want to play his game, Logan, and he doesn't want to hold a fucking and banana. And I don't want to catch them all, Tim. <laughs> he doesn't want to wanna catch them all. He just wants to catch a couple. I have a simple list of rules, okay, in the gaming <laughs> sphere. I don't want to catch them all. I don't want to be Gabe Logan, and I don't want to hold a banana, okay? God, I love it. All right, then uh, moving on to another fun one, Andy. You you actually you. submitted this oh. one. This comes from Kotaku, which you accidentally called Jotaku earlier. Well, I, I was trying to Google, and I put Jotaku, and I just thought of like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Taku? Uh, just call me Joe, please. Um, <laughs> so I didn't even know this was really an article. I had just seen it on Twitter, and then turns out uh, Luke Plunkett from Kotaku made it an actual article how PS2 emulation gets even nicer with custom textures. The uh, the PS PCS X2 has been a long, fantastic PS2 emulator, but a recent advance has made it all the more appealing for anyone playing on a PC. The ability to swap textures in games, which is kind of a a pretty common thing amongst a lot of different video games. That's how I played through a lot of Dark Souls 2 remastered or Dark Souls remastered rather, where they um, some PC modders added some better texture support. The problem is though. Um, if you open up the YouTube video in the article, Kevin, um, it works fine for some games, but you can't on, just can't mod it. stuff if you up don't there. have, yeah, if you can't just start modding stuff, Tim, if you don't really have an eye for art. Oh, and yeah. so in some games, it it works. In some games, it looks fine. But some people just go too, you know, all out with it. And towards the end, there's a there's an actual timestamp for Crash Bandicoot, Kevin. Um, and it just looks real bad. So this is how it looks originally. And then they add the modded version. They add the updated textures. Um, oh, I think you found... Yeah, there we go. Um, enough with the Madden. Here we go. So it just it just looks yeah. like garbage, Tim. And yeah. it's, it's a to way fair, that... not the prettiest game to begin with. But yeah, well, no, you know, that, that, compared to the original... Good. 
Yeah, I was watch. I was seeing some people from uh, Digital Foundry tweet about it as well, asking, "Wait, what, was the lighting just baked into the textures?" And it seems like that's how it was. Where on the old textures, mm. in order to fake lighting, you fake where the shadows might be on the mountain. Got it. But in here, they're just sort of doing a texture swap, a palette swap, and it just doesn't work at all because the there's really no lighting that's working. You know, they. I don't know. It just looks like it looks like ass. This is not what we want the the future to be like. So what I what I hope is modders get sort of uh, teamed up with some artists to kind of <laughs> figure out what they want these things to look like, as opposed to just yeah, let's we can just, let's just make this. this noisy ass mess. It just looks awful, Tim. Does not yeah, look Kev, great. Can you go forward to the Dark Cloud, the next game? Look at those stretch textures. Come on, Naughty Dog. It, it looks weird. terrible. It looks awful. And, yeah. then, and then they will show you how it originally looks or whatever. Yeah. But you're not just supposed to <laughs> replace a, a grass texture with... <laughs> Real grass. Know. Like, yeah, here you go. Here's a picture. It just, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Stylistically, things aren't always going to work the way you want them to. And yeah, it's just kind of, a, kind of gross. But this is just the beginning of it, I hope. Yeah, definitely. Eventually, some, some people have a better eye for... Oh, for what sure. These games might look like. I mean, dude, know? all of those, the Mario sixty four, uh, raw PC like hacking that this been happening on, happening with like all the four K resolutions. Have you seen that shit? It's incredible. Yeah, o Ocarina of Time as well. Really, amazing, really good amazing stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, very cool. And they use uh, the Mario updated model as well, which is really cool. Ex exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I want to tell you about our sponsors today. We're brought to you by Honey. We all shop online and we've all seen the promo code field taunt us at checkout, but manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. They support over 30,000 stores online. Every time I'm trying to buy something online, it always is there for me. Honey always works. It's automatic. I don't even need to think about it. It just does the little dance. It applies the coupons to my cart and I'm saving money. I personally have saved thousands of dollars from using Honey over the last, uh, as long as I can remember, honestly. Uh, so it was kind of funny. So so many people at kind of funny. Honey's just fantastic it's easy to install you do it once never need to think about it again and you're just saving money it's literally free installs in a few seconds it's awesome go to joinhoney.com slash games to get honey for free that's joinhoney.com slash games by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast that's joinhoney.com slash games next up shout out to logitech gaming headsets are important you want a headset with a good mic, good sound, and a headset that feels comfortable to wear. That's what's best about the G733 wireless gaming headset from Logitech G. The G733 Lightspeed wireless gaming headset comes with a 2.4 gigahertz wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB. You know I love that RGB. Blue voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers that are awesome, and multiple colorways to choose from. It also has total freedom with up to a 20-meter wireless range with light speed wireless i've been loving the logitech g line I, I use their keyboard it's fantastic uh their headsets are very high quality so you should definitely check this out uh, especially because it's available in multiple colorways which i think is very important for tech for a that's limited how I time click heads that's how i click heads then you use this logitech g i use the g915 keyboard i use the g pro wireless mouse mm -hmm. wouldn't use i would never go back to any other device love them there we go. Logitech G is offering you guys express shipping at logitechg.com. But Andy, if you go to logitechg.com, make sure you use our promo code, kinda funny daily free ship 31. 
That's promo code kind of funny daily free ship 31 Rolls off for express time. shipping today. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with promo code kind of funny daily free ship 31. Hurry up because this promo will expire soon. Ask me and what also, the promo is in 10 minutes and they'll see if I can remember it. <laughs> kind of funny daily free ship kind 31. Of, kind of funny daily free ship 31. Got it. Yes. And now it's time to shout out DoorDash. You want Chinese? They want pizza. And someone is craving Froyo. Sounds like Kevin's house. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants that you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's Chipotle or the Cheesecake Factory or McDonald's, which has their new spicy chicken sandwiches that you can get now using DoorDash. Uh, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery free fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. For our Canadian listeners, use code GAMESCA. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021 in the U.S. and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget, that's GAMES2021 or GAMESCA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Back to it, Andy. We got two more stories to go through. Pretty quick ones. Uh, Valheim success continues, passing 5 million copies sold. Uh, this comes from Jordan Alleman and Joe Scrabbles at IGN. It shouldn't feel inevitable that an early access survival game will pass another million copies sold within the space of a week, but in the case of Valheim, it just does now. The game has now sold 5 million copies in four weeks on sale. Coffee Stain added that it's now been played for a combined 15,000 years. Whoa! Mm-hmm. It's the Holy 39th best-reviewed game on Steam and has been watched for 35 million hours on Steam. I wow. worry about stuff like this, Tim, because I always feel like devs, you get really overwhelmed. What do we do with all this new income? Mm -hmm. And it feels like a sort of scary thing. It's oh, got to yeah. be It's got to be pretty terrifying to suddenly have this gigantic influx of funds and where do we where do we push it towards? You know, it's, it sort of reminds me of Among Us how they they scrapped their plans for the sequel and immediately started to kind of just rework the original one, the the one that sold so many. Mm -hmm. So, but luckily this is early access. This isn't like Among Us where it was out for two years. Um, hopefully, they had an idea of where they were going, and now they could just sort of fast track that and hire more more people. But shout out to them. That's amazing. See, Andy, it's, you, you have a really good eye. You really are the number one games journalist. Because mm -hmm. what's awesome about this, I had this in here and I took it out because me and Bless already talked about it last week. Uh, but I think that there is this new trend of these smaller developers that, yes, you're right, are definitely overwhelmed with the amount of money, but they're making the right calls. I think Among Us like definitely set a, a good trend of, hey, focus on what's important with this money coming in. And uh, it sounds like Iron Gate's doing the same thing here uh the quote from the ceo of the of the developers of the game said i don't think i have really had time to contemplate it i know that players like the game a lot but at the same time i think that i can make something even better in the future i'm looking forward to adding more content to the game especially working on the remaining biomes our current roadmap only reaches the next biome and we hope to have it done by the end of next year but it might very well take longer depending on how smooth the development will be i really don't want to stress the development that never ends well 
So it's like, I love it. They have the, the right head on their shoulders looking at this and they're not trying to get too ambitious or too crazy. They're trying to be transparent from the get-go of what the plans are and what they're trying to do. And the most important thing is taking care of the team. So yeah, congrats, that's awesome. congrats to all the success. That is fantastic. 5 million copies sold is no joke. And if you want to hear more about Valheim, uh, Imran was on our games cast this past or yesterday, which is live right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And he talks all about it, why he loves it, what makes it different from games like Rust. And he also describes a bunch of funny ways that he dies. Yeah. Uh, the tube tonic in the chat says, didn't Tim already talk about this like days ago? I did. Uh, and that's why I was just giving Andy the old quote. But the, the news here is that since we've talked about it, another million copies have been sold. So pretty yeah. damn crazy. Uh, the last news story of the day, AMD announces its mid-range Radeon RX 6700 XT. It costs $479. This comes from Kevin Lee at IGN. With NVIDIA rolling out its RTX 3060 earlier last week, it was inevitable AMD would answer in kind with a mid-range graphics card of its own. And now we have it. Uh, they just announced the Radeon RX 6700 XT, a new mid-range graphics card that aims to deliver 1080p and 1440p gaming at high refresh rates. It features 40 compute units, 12 gigabytes of DDR6 video memory, a whole bunch of other numbers, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Uh, but what it goes down to here is uh, the Radeon RX 6700 XT also features dual axial fans with a zero RPM mode for cool and quiet running. Around the back, you'll find both DisplayPort 1.4 and HDMI 2.1 ports. So the GPU is capable of outputting a 4K signal at up to 120 frames per second. That's what's most important there. Uh, they promise the card will run games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk at high higher frame rates than the NVIDIA RTX 3060 Ti and even the NVIDIA RTX 3070. Uh, the AMD uh, Radeon RX 6700 XT will be available on March 18th for $479. I need to educate myself on the world of AMD, Kevin. I really don't... I haven't kept up with AMD in a while. I know it's that people... Big Navi, baby. Make no sense, you know? I know that people <laughs> love the, the CPUs... Um, a lot of people will pair an NVIDIA GPU with an AMD CPU, but I just don't know much about AMD GPUs. Um, I mean, uh, that's the thing okay. is like, at the end of the day, to me, this is very good news is like the fact that there is the competition here. And especially the fact that like these graphics cards, there's going to be more out there to get into people's hands at a time that that's still an issue, uh, across the NVIDIA line. Uh, it's good, especially when these cards, at least what they're saying, sound as good as they are. Right. Yeah. Um, and AMD really has kind of had a huge comeback in the last decade uh, into being in the same conversation, especially when you do have a system that is built on the ecosystem because all the components work together so well to enhance the experience. So them coming in with a, a good mid range, like the, the more things with HDMI 2.1 and, uh, you know, supporting the refresh rates just means more games are going to focus on that stuff. So this is good for all of us that care about tech and, and, you know, pushing gaming forward in those type of ways. I hope a bunch of crypto freaks don't get their hands on it. So just <laughs> bind them all up. I'm tired of these crypto freaks, Kevin. Those fucking freakers, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking back at PlayStation trying to see if they have added any PSVR games, and it doesn't look like they have, according to their blog. Unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. What um, do you think and... the next one's going to be? What genre? Let's make a bet right here. Mods, can we get a bet going in chat? What genre is the next PSVR game going to be? I'm going to guess it's going to be a sort of silly job simulator type PSVR game. Very quirky. 
nanobiologist in the chat says they already had all six announcements didn't they so there oh, we go Andy. <laughs> let's not bet <laughs> Moz put it up in the chat <laughs> yeah oh man damn it that, that's unfortunate that, andy's bet the results to it we're gonna have to wait so long to find out pizza bet if it's gonna be that type of game but if i want to know what games are coming to mom and crop shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do you only do that when Ke- when Greg's gone? It's only uh, when I'm only hosting. When, when Tim's oh. hosting. And yeah. everyone else gets really mad, really mad. <laughs> When I do it, yeah. I I appreciate you, Kevin. I appreciate you having it on the ready for me whenever I need it. Out today, Sir Lovelot on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Three out of ten, season one on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch. Uh, Cave Bad on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. (laughs) Science go far. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus Christ. Cave Bad and Science go far. Bang on Balls Chronicles on PC. Yeah, <laughs> like that's kind of weird. Gravifier <laughs> on Xbox One, Wind Peaks on Switch, Scrap Knot on PC. Uh, some new dates for you here: Adios releases on Steam and the Xbox family of consoles on March seventeenth, and then coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Now we have Madden NFL twenty one, March fourth, Football Manager twenty twenty one. Football Manager 2021 Xbox Edition, uh, NBA 2K21, and then coming in March, we got Star Wars Squadrons. That's pretty cool. And then coming in April, console-only NHL 21. This whole EA partnership with Game Pass, going far here, Andy. Go get all them sports games, everyone. Go play Mm -hmm. 2K, but uh, only offline. Don't play it online. Real bad. Um, now it's time for reader mail where you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and get your questions read on the show. Just like Richard Oliver Bray. Now here's the thing I couldn't tell. I tried going back and looking at the run of shows the last couple days to see what questions have been asked. And I couldn't confirm that none of these have been asked before, but even if they have me and Andy have different answers than those fucking fools answering in prior times of your, yeah, uh, if you Richard, haven't seen it, it's new to you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Richard Oliver Bray says, there's a lot of people on the internet saying gears five is the best looking game of the generation. What do you think? Andy Cortez, close your gears, mind. Gears five gorgeous. Now reopen your mind. What's the best looking game? I think it's The Last of Us Part Two. That's the thing, man. And I, but I do think that The Last of Us Part Two and Gears Five, it, they have different things that they excel at. Like oh, I think man, the level Tetris of detail in in Last of Us Part Two is unrivaled. But there is a scope to and like a scale that Gears Five has that they just nail. And especially now with the Xbox Series X updates, that's the thing we don't even know what Last of Us Two PS Five could be. I think what it is, Tim, is that Last of Us 2 Part 2 does incredible with realism, with facial capture, with, you know, just facial shaders, with everything looking great, and realistic environments. But Gears is a showstopper because you put that shit on a big TV, it's going to be colorful, there's going to be crazy alien-type looking things that you've never seen before that are just 
made from somebody's imagination and seeing stuff like that in high fidelity, I think is just a totally different ball, uh, ball game, ball field, ballpark, ball of wax, ball of wax. Yeah. Uh, very, I, I think they're just different sort of styles, right? Obviously you have yeah. hulking dudes. You have raw hools in one of them. Very, very different game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing is I think that obviously from a facial uh, standpoint, animation standpoint, like that's where Last of Us really excels. And uh, I think that Gears of War excels more in like the resolution frame rate type area, the HDR area of the tech graphic talk. And that's why I think at the end of the day, even with a next-gen update, I think Gears 5 would, would get the edge because that stuff's going to help that more than... It's not really going to enhance the animation of Last of Us that's so great. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but God. I, I, I will say games. also playing Cyberpunk on with ray tracing on and being in those moments where you're talking to an NPC and you're having this really intense discussion or heartfelt discussion and they are looking right at you and it feels like a human is looking at you. It It, it is... Those p parts of, of Cyberpunk were legitimately, for lack of a better word, breathtaking. Yep. Like those moments where they are looking right at you and their skin is perfectly lit and the shading is, is just immaculate and their hair looks great. And they have all these little human type nuances that aren't just a person looking at you, talking to you with sort of a a generic idle animation that every other NPC has. Yeah. Everybody in that game feels so real when they are looking at you. And again, I played on a very powerful PC, so your experience uh, definitely varies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, other people are bringing up some some good ones here. We got uh, people saying Red Dead Redemption 2, Yeah, which, yeah, definitely, that thing is freaking gorgeous. Uh, and then a lot of people bringing up Ori 2 and uh, Cuphead, which, my God, yeah, both of those games are... 10 out of 10, gorgeous. But I, I do think that, that it's different. You guys know what we're talking about. We're talking about more from the tech level, even though it's like, yeah, those are undeniably 10 out of 10. Like, what I think is so great about both of those games and their art styles is they commit so hard to different, unique visions and actually succeed at, at kind of delivering from a gameplay and visual perspective exactly what they were going for. And it doesn't come across having that, like, new uh new era flash look to it where yeah. it's like or, or new grounds where it's like everything looks kind of stretched and and pulled animation it's like no no this is beautiful hand-drawn animation or in the case of ori it's like it just has this glowy look to it that whenever we see other games that look similar we're gonna be like oh that's ori playing you know? ori at 120 frames is really eye-opening like it's so nice and i of course you know i played it on I didn't play all of it, but I just, it was on Games Pass, so why not just download it on my PC? And I had it at 60 frames. I was like, oh, let me, let me up everything. And wow, it is stunning. It's really, really nice looking. Shit is crazy, man. Um, let's see what else we got here. Dan writes in with a question that I'm pretty sure has already been asked, but again, fuck everybody. It's our mm -hmm. show now. Long time, first time with the news of a possible Bethesda event happening soon. What are you guys most looking forward to seeing at the Bethesda focused event? Obviously, I'd love to see something on the next Elder Scrolls game, but something from Starfield seems more likely. Love the show. Keep up all the hard work. Yeah, with Starfield, I mean, they've already mentioned it's coming before the next Elder Scrolls game. And you got to assume with that first sort of that first announcement, what was it, two years ago at E3? Two yeah. years ago now? When was it? 2019. 
This was that so that cool. was the the Fallout seventy six apology tour, right? <laughs> that was the one where they where, um, yeah, wait, was it? Wait, yeah. Now hold on. I think it was twenty eighteen. Quarantine is really it, throwing think, me off, dude. I think it was the one where they announced Smash Ultimate, or they debut like the name Smash Ultimate. No way! Oh my gosh, I've so. lost all sense of time. Yeah, the chat's saying twenty eighteen. Oh yep. my gosh. No, it's yeah, saying twenty nineteen. Well, who knows? I mean, I think it's inevitable that we see Starfield soon. I mean, it's it's crazy that you go that long without hearing anything about it since. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's definitely the most likely thing. I don't think we hear about Elder Scrolls for another year or so, yeah. unless they go all out, Tim, and just have a big blowout and say, "Here's what we're doing on Starfield. Here's a little bit of Elder Scrolls news." Yeah, I mean that'd be insane. Now, here's the thing: my answer to the question is simple, and it's not a fun announcement of games or anything. But I just want some clarification on the PS5 Bethesda future. Like, I would love if there was a, just a definitive, simple, and you know. From this date on, every game is exclusive to the Xbox. Or, you know, these games will be featured on both things, but you might as well get Game Pass and get them free. You if know, you have for... Skyrim, we're going to go take it back from you, yeah. PlayStation owners. We're yeah. going to break into your house, steal it back. Exactly, exactly. That's what I want to hear. Um, but I just think I that would to, go I want Todd Howard to break into my house and just Damn. threaten me. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a lot, Eddie. Mm-hmm. It's time to squad up. Uh, you can go to somewhere. <laughs> it's been a while since I've hosted this. Where do people go? Nanobiologists, where do people go? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> it must just be patreon.com slash kind of funny games, right? That makes sense. Yeah, sure. That sounds right. Right? Yeah. 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 Kevin okay, does cool. it every day. Cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've yeah, never once, Andy, I've never once listened. I, I need you to yeah. know this. Yeah. I need you to know this. Why would you? Yeah. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games to squad up just like Zach's trying to do. He's playing on PlayStation a little bit of two. I haven't played since launch, but I have a character with three days of game time recorded and would really like people to run end game activities with. So cool. You guys could do that. His PSN is I cause no, it's just cosmos cosmos, but it has eyes at the beginning and end to stylize it. I always so thought it was I cause mossy. I C O S M O S S I on PSN. Hit up Zach. We sure there's on lowercase L's. We are not, but <laughs> if AIM has taught me anything, it's that you stylize with X's yeah. and I's, and that's it. No other letters can be used for stylization. Uh, let's see. It's time for You're Wrong, which psh, with this team, how could we? How could we be? Is there really anything there? Is there? Nanobiologist says you can pronounce my last name as Abramson. Abramson. Got I'm it. just, I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna yeah. pronounce it. I Nano, Mick, Nano. But I, I'm gonna. This is the type of thing that's gonna be stance, that, that's gonna stress me out. No, it's, I just don't want to get it wrong, and I feel like I'm gonna like mess it up in my head all the just, time. It's hard for me enough to remember things like just normal things that I should remember. The only things that I remember are memories that have that I think about that embarrass me from my, you know, just kind of those cringy moments. You're like, oh, why did I say that? It's Kevin, the only stuff I can remember. Kevin's saying, why don't why don't I just learn to remember a name? I Tim, need a little, see, like let's let's for a second. Need like, a little bit you of have a to, self-awareness. You're trying to remember one name with one person that you talk. You said nanobiologist fifteen times on this one show. I mm-hmm. what am I going to remember every movie star in every movie that I've ever watched? Come on, 
No, thank you, Tim. Like that's it's real but tricky. Like, I have the IMDb like, open and I look over. All right, I'm trying my hardest. We're, <laughs> but we're gonna when when Loki comes out the show. I guarantee yeah. at some point you're gonna be like, oh, what's his name? Loki. What's his name? What's his name? And we're like, <laughs> hey man, Loki. if you don't have me on shows, his that's totally Loki. fine. You just ask me to not be on shows anymore. You know what I mean? I can't. What am I supposed to do? What am I, like I? I don't got the memory that you do. You know what I mean? Like I don't got the names. I got other stupid facts in there taking up Loki's name sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> just, just sometimes. And things oh, are moving man. and shifting around. Yeah, things are moving and shifting. Let's see. Um, Nano says the uh, Fallout 76 apology tour was 2019 since the game came out in 2018. So, yeah. There we that go. That was it. That was it. it. Good job, that everybody. Was it. 10, out uh, 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. Love you guys. We will return later. It's a TikTok thing. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch, <laughs> guess what? The stream will continue. Greg Miller is playing something. What's he playing? Do you know, Kev? Outriders demo with Outriders. Michael Howard. Uh, there we go. Uh, tomorrow, you got Greg and Paris hosting. That should be exciting. And then we have Blessing and Michael Hyam on Friday. The dream team. Will they do it from the same room? Probably not, but I can dream. We've certainly uh, asked Andy, them to. Thank you very much for joining me today. How has your games daily experience been? It's been a lovely time. A lovely time, Tim. Hell yeah, man. What a blast. And that me. blast is going to continue in the Patreon exclusive post show that's about to start right now. Is that right, Kev? <laughs>